At the tomb of his friend Lazarus, Jesus raised his eyes and he said, Father, I thank you for hearing me. And St. Paul wrote that we have not received a spirit of slavery, but a spirit of adoption through which we cry out, Abba, Father. To call God Father as distinct from Lord suggests a God who deeply loves us and cares for us. But our ability to make this connection sometimes is influenced greatly by our experience of our earthly fathers. The psychologist Paul Witts examined the life of the most influential atheists in the last 400 years, and he found that in every case, uh, their father was either absent or abusive. And on the other hand, a good father really helps someone to have faith in God and to understand who God is. And I was very blessed to have a father like that, myself and my siblings. There's a great responsibility in being a father, and I say that to those of you who already are and those of you for whom that will be your vocation, to my brother priest, for whom it is our vocation to be spiritual fathers. For God intends for human fathers to be an icon of himself, to reveal and mediate his presence. Like God the Father, human fathers give life. They protect They provide, they teach, and they do this all out of love for their children. And they delight in their children. And whereas a mother's love is comforting and nurturing, often a father's love is more challenging, loving us into our potential. Jesus came into this world to reconcile us to God the Father so that we could share in the intimate relationship that he has always enjoyed with the Father. That God might say to each of us, you are my beloved son, you are my beloved daughter, in you I am well pleased. To be alienated from the Father is death. And so Jesus took our sins on the cross that we might be forgiven. He rises on the third day He is the resurrection and the life, and whoever believes in him, even if he dies, will live. Dad got to know Mom working at the convenience store that he owned, and he was captivated by her beauty, by her intelligence, by her competence. She did everything well. And early on in their relationship, he told her of his plans. He wanted to have 12 children. (laughs) She... She wasn't convinced at that time to have a big family, but by God's providence, she gave birth to six children. She also had three miscarriages. And one of these pregnancies happened when my mom was in her early 40s and my dad was in his early 50s. My youngest sister, Elizabeth, was 11 years old. Trust me, my parents weren't planning on having infants again in the house. So my dad is eating dinner, and my mom, after she had been to the doctor's office, drops a little pamphlet next to him. It says, how to prepare for the birth of your child. (laughs) My dad immediately got on his knees and raised his eyes and thanked God for being so good. At the Last Supper, our Lord said, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. 
At that same time, Jesus told his disciples that he wanted them to experience his joy, for his joy to be in them and their joy to be complete. My parents made a complete gift of themselves for the good of their children. So many sacrifices, and they were joyful in doing so. As a young man, Karim was a school teacher in Iraq, which he enjoyed very much. He also enjoyed acting, different kinds of outdoor adventure, enjoyed reading, he had a very full social life. And he sacrificed much of this so that he could provide and care for a big family. Owning and operating a convenience store was not his childhood dream, but he made the most of it. He treated each customer with respect, he would joke with them, he would listen to their problems, he would give them advice. People knew my dad in the South Bay as Frank because the name of the store was Frank's Liquor and Delicatessen because he bought it from an Italian guy named Frank. And he never bothered to correct people. We'd go around down the South Bay, get gas, hey Frank, how's it going, right? But there's something fitting about that. My father loved St. Francis of Assisi. He loved the virtue of poverty. He was not attached to material things. He did a lot of walking in middle and later age, and his tennis shoes would get so worn, he would not buy his own shoes. So we had to, behind his back, throw away his shoes and buy him new shoes. But for the important things for his children, he would spend whatever was needed. And what did Dad want to do with the rest of the money besides provide his children what they needed? He wanted to give it all away, to the poor especially, and to support the mission of the church. Karim is an Arabic word which means generous, one of the attributes of God. Dad loved the poor because God loves the poor. Many years ago, my parents had pledged to give $600 a month to the Pime missionaries, and they would receive these letters from the children who were helped by their donations. It was a joy for them to give. But the family finances were turning bad. In fact, we were on the verge of bankruptcy. And so my mom called the office and told them, I'm sorry, I can no longer fulfill, continue our giving. A few years later, we uh, family sold a property, made a good profit. My mom called back, and the same lady answered and said, you know, I've been praying for you. She remembered her. My parents not only gave all that they had missed during that time, but they gave more. Dad taught us the Christian faith by word and by example. When he was 12, he went to my grandfather and said he wanted to be a priest. My grandfather said, you're too young for that. And I have to say selfishly, I'm glad that my grandfather told him that. As a young man, he joined the Legion of Mary in Baghdad. The Legion of Mary is a Catholic lay apostolate. And I believe that for, for him, that was the formation of his adult identity as a missionary disciple of Jesus Christ. I remember dad leading the family in prayer. And when dad prayed, I was certain God existed because of the way my dad prayed, prayed with such faith and from his heart. I also remember many nights sitting right next to him, and he would read to me from a children's Bible. And I learned the stories of the Bible so well that I ended up being skipped a year in CCD. The teacher said I already knew everything they were going to teach that year. 
For dad, the word of God wasn't just something to be learned, it was meant to be lived. And sometimes we, his children, made choices that were not God's will. Dad's correction was not overbearing. He always respected our freedom, which he believed was a great gift from God. He would ask us questions designed to help us appreciate the intrinsic goodness of God's will, not simply obeying a command because it comes from someone more powerful than us. Stephen remembers missing mass one Sunday and dad beginning a conversation with him with this question. What do you think you owe God? Well, at the end of that conversation, Stephen not only knew the answer my dad wanted him to give, but he knew what the true answer was, and he internalized it. Kareem was born on September 14th, which is the liturgical feast of the exaltation of the Holy Cross. And his life included a lot of suffering, periods of severe depression, falling out with family members, a loss of his peripheral vision at the age of 50. Five years ago, he was walking and he was struck by a car, a very serious accident, by someone on their way to daily mass. <laughs> and so after that time, he was never fully mobile. And um, my mom, since then, has had to take care of him. She's done such a good job taking care of him. More recently, in June, he fell. While he was on his way to come to Mass at this church, he fell outside his house and uh, fractured his spine. But Kareem united his suffering to Christ on the cross. And he believed that for those who love God, all things work for the good. Since selling the business in 2002, Dad would attend daily Mass. And one of the ways my mom took great care of him is that when his disabilities made that difficult, she did everything she could to bring him to church every day. Even recently purchasing a special van to transport him in his wheelchair. The Mass was his greatest love. In the Mass is everything good, past, present, and future. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross is made present, and we experience a foretaste of the resurrection of the new heavens and the new earth. My dad would bring to Mass his burdens and his joys and gratitude, his prayers for the church and the world and his children. And Eucharist means thanksgiving. My father was so grateful to God. I remember him telling me once, if I was on my knees thanking God from now to the end of time, I could not thank God enough for all the blessings that I've received. I thank all of you so much for offering your condolences and your prayers. We believe our prayers and sacrifices help the souls of the faithful departed for their final purification. My dad had his faults, but he knew he was a sinner in need of God's mercy. Perhaps you did not experience the love of God in your relationship with your earthly father. Please know, you have a perfect father in heaven who loves you very much. God gave up his eternally begotten son so that you could have the fullness of life. My dad made up a short song he would sing to his children. He was not music 
wasn't one of his gifts, but he made up a short song that he would sing to his children. And as I share it with you, I hope you can hear an echo of God's immense love for you. This is what he would sing to us. I love you more than anything else. I love you with all my heart. You are the best thing that ever happened to me. You are the roses of my garden. 